Maybe Mercury. Maybe Mercury is no longer in retrograde. (laughs) Wow. That's the most. Okay. That was the most difficult sentence I've ever said in my entire life. I don't know what just came out of my mouth. Hello, and welcome to the Leading Lady Club. We are your hosts. I'm Caitlin. I'm Lauren. And welcome to the show. Happy Monday, everyone. We hope you're having a lovely day on this uh, October fall day. I'm a big fall girl. That's right. Last last October Monday, which is really sad to me because I love October. I know, me too. But like November's coming, that means the holidays are coming. I love the holidays, so I'm very excited. Okay, the holidays are already here. The holidays are already here. Halloween is a holiday. Halloween is my favorite holiday. So fight me. Anyway... So happy almost Halloween, everyone. It This will be our last episode before Halloween. So hope you all have your Halloween costumes picked out. Lauren and I do. Lauren will be in New York City for Halloween, which is so exciting. Yeah. And I'm throwing a Halloween party again. I feel like we're finally back to like, not normal by any means, but like we're back to like some vaccinated fun, if you know what I mean. Vaccinated and, fun, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. And it was always somewhat of a tradition pre COVID for me to throw a Halloween party because it's my favorite holiday and I have a great rooftop for parties. And so I'm pretty excited to be able to once again, party roof. thank you. Um, I'm very excited to once again, be able to host the Halloween party because last year it was just the, the absolute depths of COVID. Anyway, so happy Halloween, happy spooky Yay. season. Everyone go happy watch Hocus Pocus. Watch Hocus Pocus in Halloween Town. Have some Reese's pumpkins for me and just pour one out for Halloween, the best holiday of the year. In other news, Lauren, you had something you wanted to discuss. Well, I just want to talk about this documentary that I watched on HBO because we have talked in the past about uh, women and how they are treated in the media, Britney Spears, um, others. We talked about somebody else. We, we, yeah, we've talked about others. Like I Reese Witherspoon, like, uh, yeah. others. Um, like, but I just watched yeah. this documentary on HBO Max called "What Happened, Britney Murphy." It is a two-part. It's a two-part documentary. It's like two episodes basically, and it just talks about Britney Murphy. So if I don't know how young our audience skews, but if you don't remember Britney Murphy, she was an actress. She was in Clueless. She was in Uptown Girls, which is a movie that I love very, very much, um, and a bunch of other movies. And she was kind of like a hip young starlet for a number of years. And then she passed away very suddenly in 2010, I think. Maybe 2009. Wait, hold on. Actually, let me double check that. Fact check. Fact check. I really just watched a documentary yesterday, but I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. One of my favorite podcasts, probably, well, it's it's like one of my top three, uh, if we're going to include this in my favorite podcast, because 
Of course. Um, but one of my top three favorite podcasts is Armchair Experts with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. Oh, yes. I love them. And um, I love that they have a section of their show specifically for fact check slash banter and just like general discussion kind of like we do but i love that they have a fact check section because Mm -hmm. i'm like you know sometimes you need that sometimes you Mm -hmm. need to just like take a quick google what is wrong with you you am i dying (laughs) what is happening to me you smell toast does your chest hurt um my brain hurts does that count no, that's gonna happen. No, okay. I think I'm just really sleep deprived. You know what? Can I derail us for like another five seconds and then we'll get back on track? Mm-hmm. Um, so last night I was hanging out with some friends and it was supposed to be like a chill early to bed ish night because it I knew I had to get up very early to go apple picking today. Mm-hmm. And we were all hanging out at our friend's apartment and then all, and we had been talking. I don't know how it came up, but at some point in the night, Pirates of the Caribbean came up. Oh, I know why. I actually remember why. It's because we were all sharing. We were sharing our old embarrassing email addresses. But they didn't know they unlocked something. It's true. And so I, of course, revealed, you know what? I'll reveal it publicly on the podcast. I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid to make this a public statement. I'd like to publicly address our audience and let you all know that, yes, in middle school, I did have an email address by the name pirate princess girl at comcast.net i'm not afraid to admit it okay i had a real serious pirates of the caribbean phase okay and i always knew i was a princess so i just combined my loves but anyway i was kind of telling them that story and how much i love pirates of the caribbean we were hanging out it's getting kind of late i kind of look at my roommate like we should leave soon like we got it up early he was like yeah yeah and i was like okay all of a sudden the friend whose apartment we were at, shout out to Keon. Um, he just turns, he like literally takes his remote and we were listening to music and he just turns to Disney Plus and without even discussing it with anyone in the room, he just puts on the first parts of the Caribbean movie. And I was like- You're like, well, we simply can't leave now. I was like, well, that is, that's that. I am officially going to be on this couch for the next two and a half hours. So <laughs> I was like, but I'm done for. I'm going to be still, completely. I have new. no other choice. Yeah. I cannot let down the pirate princess girl brand. Inside of my soul. Yeah. And I was like, I'm literally going to be an apple picking zombie tomorrow. But what else can Usually a girl do? I had no other choice. I had no choice. And then as we're watching it, I was like, I am the world's biggest nerd because i literally like i had not seen that movie in so long and i could quote so many lines from this movie and i was like they just came out of my mouth i couldn't stop myself you know when you're watching a movie with a group how you like you should do the respectful thing and like shut up and like not talk through the entire thing it was like i it, it was like just like word vomit like i just could not stop like it was like I just couldn't do it. And I was sitting there and I was like, and she's like, why are they coming for me? Cause you're the governor's daughter. And then they're like, hello, Poppy. And then she's like, Parley. Okay, don't, don't quote too much of it lest we get copyright claimed. Oh, whatever, whatever. And then my favorite part is at the end of the movie where Elizabeth Swan's dad is like, oh, like you're gonna not marry the Commodore because you're gonna marry this lowly like blacksmith. And she goes, he's not a blacksmith. 
he's a pirate and it's like i just love that movie so listen we all have movies that we can quote that we are perhaps not quite as proud of as we could be mine whilst we're airing oh yeah yours my movies that i can quote there are two and a half harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban Dr. Seuss is how the Grinch stole Christmas, but the live action version with Jim Carrey. The only one that matters. The only one that matters. And then a good chunk of the Muppets Christmas Carol. So, okay, you know, Lauren, there's one you're forgetting. Actually, there are probably two, but there's definitely one embarrassing one you're forgetting. What am I forgetting? Live action Scooby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not embarrassing. I'm very proud of that. No, I'm sorry. That's way more embarrassing than mine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, guys, that is a cinematic masterpiece. That and the second one. Excellent movies. We watched this movie together in college out of nostalgia. And I was like, I could not believe that this woman was literally quoting like, every other line. Also, shout out to season one interview guest Molly Donovan, who she and I used to just walk around and we would be at each other's houses and we would just like pop out from behind the couch and be like, hello, pulpits. <laughs> that one's just really in my brain. Oh, speaking of parents. Okay, one last anecdote and then I promise we'll get back on track for like, you know, this week's episode. But uh, I was telling them also last night how I used to have <laughs> during my fire princess girl phase. I made my grandparents buy me a life-size cardboard cutout of okay. Johnny Depp as oh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, and it, it lived in my playroom because I was an only child, so I had a playroom. Don't judge me. And when Molly and other season one uh, interview guests, Madison Rudolph, would come over, we would think it was really funny to take Captain Jack. And when my mom had already gone to bed... <laughs> We would sneak into her room with Captain Jack and we would hold him above, above her while she was sleeping. Oh, that is so rude. So that she would roll over and just see this man. I'm sure your mother loved that. She hated us. She hated us. Um, I would too. Oh my gosh, it would scare the crap out of her because wouldn't you be terrified if yes. all of a sudden you rolled over in the middle of the night and there was a full-blown pirate man hovering above your bed like I'd be fearing for my life <laughs> absolutely so anyway shout out to my mom shout out to molly and madison watch their or listen to their season one uh episodes and shout out season one episode true and oh yeah and my mom oh my gosh they're all three season one podcasts. i'm clearly not biased at all in who we choose for podcast interviews um and shout out to the one true love of my life Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyway, what were we talking about on this week's episode? Brittany Murphy! Yes, okay, please, tell us about this documentary. Okay, it is called What Happened Brittany Murphy. I think I've said that four times now, but just because you probably forgot, it is on HBO Max. It's a two-part documentary about Brittany Murphy and her life and death. She was an actress. She died in 2009. There was all of this speculation about how she died. They thought it was drugs. They thought she was anorexic. They thought all of this stuff. Turns out she was just very, very, it turns out she had like pneumonia and was like anemic and just a combination of that killed her, unfortunately. But it went into a deep dive of like her relationship with her husband, which was not great. He was very mm. controlling. He really isolated her from everybody um, and just like kind of destroyed her right before she died, which is really sad to watch. 
Um, but it was even sadder learning like the depths of that, but then also seeing like talk show hosts making jokes about her on, on her show and people speculating like that she had a drug problem, that she like had an eating disorder and just not like being empathetic about that and being like, oh, we hope she gets help, like whatever, just being very much like, haha, she's not eating, like she's on drugs, whatever. And it was just like, yeah, it was really eye-opening to like watch that and be like, you really don't know what's happening in people's lives. You really don't know. And especially women, I feel like in the media, as we've seen with Brittany, as we've seen with Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, all these people, you really don't know what is going on in a person's life. And it is so easy to see someone like spiraling and like get a weird, sick sense of enjoyment out of that. And that's like what a lot of media was back in like early 2000s, 2010s. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was, it was a little hard to watch. And I just felt so bad for her at the yeah. end of it. Cause like her husband, he really was just like very controlling and she had a very promising career and she was like a Hollywood darling. And she just, it just kind of all went away after a while. And there was one, one that particularly stuck with me. So they talked about like the last movie that she was contracted for it. That was like shooting in Puerto Rico. And she was there for like two whole days. Her husband was like, taking control of everything while she was there. She was like, he was like, I'm her manager. I'm her makeup artist. I'm her costumer. Like I'm doing everything. And so they kicked her off the movie because they were like, we can't work, not necessarily not work with her, but we can't work with her husband. And then there was a skit on, I think it was on S. Yeah, it was on SNL. It was like, we got an update on SNL of that week where somebody like pretended to be Brittany Murphy and just this really awful caricature of her. And then she ended up passing away like two weeks later. And it was just like, it was hard to watch, but it was like very eye-opening and very, you know, in line with what we've been talking about of like treating women, but also just people in general better when it seems like they're kind of going down the drain because it's like, you don't really know what is happening. Yeah. So it was very, very, it was very good. It was very interesting. Um, It was (laughs) the only part that was a a little weird for me was they cut scenes from different Brittany Murphy movies into the documentary. So it made it seem like she was reacting to the things that like we were learning. Like they were talking, it was, it was very strange. I'm like, are we supposed to, is she like here? Like, is this, what's going on? That's a little strange. That's a little little strange. strange. But other than that, great documentary, highly recommend it on HBO max. Anyway, um, so we've we've gone down the rabbit hole on this episode a little bit uh, of kind of nostalgic things, talking about things from the early 2000s, movies we love, which I think is kind of perfect, to introduce our pop culture nostalgia queen, this week's podcast guest, Shannon McClellan. That was a pretty good decent segue that was that was good that was one of your thank you thank you so shannon is amazing you guys are gonna love her i'm so excited for you to hear what she had to say so shannon first of all has a podcast called the never let go podcast all about pop culture nostalgia so that's kind of why it was perfect that we sort of got down that rabbit hole in our intro but her actual job official job title is social media producer at good morning america which is just so cool it's it's just like that's a dream job you know that's a dream company a dream show that's something that people all across america watch that show 
and you know see the anchors see the guests and she's got kind of like a hand in all of it behind the scenes and obviously on their social media platforms which is just amazing she gets to go to all sorts of cool events and and interview really neat people and you're gonna get to hear her talk about all of that so i i'm gonna stop talking about it because it you'll hear all about it in just a minute um but she went to the wonderful university, Florida State University, and then worked for several different news organizations before getting a job at Good Morning America. So she is definitely a leading lady, such a cool job, Mm -hmm. such a cool perspective on things and really a cool journey to get there as well. I'm excited for you guys to hear this like crazy story of how she landed her job. So I think we should, (laughs) I definitely should cut myself off. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go talk to our girl. Let's do it. Here she is, everyone. Shannon McClellan. Hi, Shannon. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, girls. Thank you so much for having me. I was just telling you before we started recording, but I'm very honored that you asked me to do this. So I'm really excited to talk to you. We are so happy to have you. Yes, we are very excited. Lauren and I are such like nerdy fans of all things pop culture and like celebrities and whatnot so i feel like this is a very exciting interview for us because we just we can't wait to get the scoop but before we get to all of that excitement of course the kind of present day excitement we love to kind of take things back a little bit with our guests and kind of figure out how you got to where you are so uh i know that you are a former florida state seminole go Knowles, which i love Go Knowles. We love it. Uh, we've weirdly had quite a few uh, Florida Gators on the podcast. And I'm like, we've got to. I have to really, leave. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, we've got to remedy this. We've got to even it out a little bit and get in some Seminoles in here. So I'm very glad you're here to kind of even out the balance a bit. But um, so you majored, correct me if I'm wrong, but you majored in media communications and sports management. Is that right? Yes, double majored. Yes, that's amazing. Nice. We are also like such big sports gals. So we we oh, love yay. Yeah, we just think that's so cool. Um so tell us a little bit about your experience at Florida State and in college and maybe kind of how you decided upon those two majors. Yeah, definitely. So um I feel like growing up, I always loved sports. I'm an only child, so my dad always had me watching sports with him. Um, and when I went to college, I really wanted to be a sports reporter. And so I decided to major in media communications. And then I also, uh, decided to double major in sport management because you, for communications, you needed a minor, but the double major was only a couple more hours. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do that. That's a no brainer. Let's do it. Yeah. So I did a lot of like on-air reporting in college, but, um, What actually got me into the social media space is the summer before my senior year of college, I got an internship at Fox Sports in Atlanta, um, where I'm from. I I grew up in it like right outside Atlanta Um, and it was a social media internship. And in my head, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to do social media, but I'm sure I can get like some on air experience, too. I'll be shadowing the Braves live show, stuff like that. And uh, I started doing the internship and I like loved doing the social media stuff. And this was in the summer. This was summer 2012. So I'm kind of aging myself. But, um, you know, it was like really Facebook, Twitter, Instagram had just come on the scene. So it was like, you know, those pictures with the black borders and like the horrible filters. Or the one that looks like a Polaroid picture with the little date in the corner. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like I was taking a lot of those. Um, 
for that internship, but it was like such an amazing experience. And after I did that, I kind of like shifted my focus and I was like, okay, I, I still want to work in sports media. Um, I don't really want to be on air anymore. I kind of want to do this like social digital world. And I felt like too, it was kind of an exciting new frontier. I felt like everyone was like trying to get in to the digital space, social space, uh, in the television world. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to stick with this. And that's kind of how I shifted focus. And then I graduated that year and, uh, went to the workforce. <laughs> Nice. Right away, a working girl. That's very cool. Well, it's cool to like kind of start in social media, I think, like right at the very beginning, too, of like, you know, people are just getting on Instagram, still figuring out on Twitter. And that's really cool that you got in kind of like on the ground floor. Yeah, it was really cool. And I remember like applying for jobs like four or five years ago and they'd be like, you know, eight plus years of social experience. I'm like, who even has this? Because I feel like I got in at like the ground level. Right. You're like, Um, Facebook is barely started. How are you doing plus years? You know, it was like high school and college kids had it, but but, like people weren't using it for business purposes. So um, yeah, it was really cool to kind of like get in there right away. And I feel like it's evolved so much. And so um, that's been really fun. Absolutely. That's very cool. Well, you kind of talked about this a little bit about growing up wanting to be a sports reporter um, and, you know, kind of trying to get into that with school. But was there any like was GMA kind of ever on the radar? Was it ever something that you pictured yourself doing or did it just kind of like fall into your lap one day Uh, or like just how did the path take you from, you know, communications and sports management to Good Morning America? Right. I'm like, how much time do you have? <laughs> You're like, I got a whole book ready. <laughs> I, yeah. So I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Um, when I graduated from Florida State, I went to work at Fox Sports Florida. I got a job there as basically a media assistant. And that was basically doing everything that other people didn't want to do. So I was like in a hot hundred degree storage unit, like organizing old game footage. It was, you know, a a starter job for sure. Um, But then there were really cool parts. Like I got to sit on the court of every magic game and tweeted. And and so it was like, I call it the most unglamorous, glamorous job I have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, if you saw what I was doing during the day, you would cry for me. Um, (laughs) So I did that for like a year and a half. And then, um, you know, I was I didn't get paid the most there and mm-hmm. I didn't, I was freelance, so I didn't have insurance or anything like that. And so I was like, okay, I kind of need to get like a full-time gig. Yeah. I was 23. And so I applied for this job at the CBS news station in Orlando. They were hiring a social media producer and I really didn't have much news experience. I interned one semester at the local station in Tallahassee. Um, But I was like, you know, how different can it be? It's all TV. And I was completely wrong. It's a totally different ball game. And not the same. Yeah. It's like, you know, sports and news are totally different. And um, I was so green when I went in. I I really, I look back and I'm like, I really shouldn't even have been hired for that position. Like (laughs) I really, I didn't have a journalism degree. Like, you know, it was, it was news. Um, But I learned so much there. I was there for three years and I covered a lot of like huge stories there. I did, you know, multiple hurricanes. I covered the Pulse nightclub shooting there happened Mm -hmm. when I worked in Orlando. So I learned a lot and it was Mm -hmm. like, I kind of got thrown to the wolves, but it was, um, it was kind of for the best. And so um, 
when I was on a three-year contract there. So when my contract was up, I, I was really wanting to move to New York and I was kind of like, if I don't go to New York now, I'm never going to go. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out, I was applying for all these jobs, but like, as you guys probably know, it's kind of hard to get a job in New York if you're not in New York, just because mm-hmm. there's so much talent in the city that mm-hmm. people are like, okay, we're not going to hire a girl who lives in Florida. So anyway, my cousin called me one day and she was like, Hey, Shannon, I work with this woman. Her daughter is going to Europe for two months and she wants someone to just live in her apartment and feed her cats and you can live there for free. And I was like, like, I'll be okay. Yeah. She had like a one bedroom on Central Park West. I was like, are you joking? It it was crazy. Um, Do you think she still needs someone to watch her cats live in her apartment? I know. I was like, I should actually really keep in touch with her. Like, I'm sure she... Um, This is a friend I want to have. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So like, I call the woman up and she's like, yeah, I leave. Um, it was a Sunday and she was like, I leave Wednesday. Can you be here by Thursday? And I was like, yeah. So I packed up all my stuff and I moved to New York and I moved to New York on July 5th, 2018. I just basically was trying to network a bunch. I would message anyone I was shameless. Like people, I'd go to like bars and people would be like, oh, my cousin's girlfriend's uh, sister works at NBC. I'm like, what's her email? Like, I literally was just, what's her number? Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. I reached out to everyone, any like FSU alumni on LinkedIn. I was messaging, like just trying to get phone calls, coffee, you know, whatever, trying to network. Mm -hmm. Um, So I somehow got connected to someone at ABC Audio, which is like our podcast department. I didn't know much about podcasting, but I, you know, was, I was willing to meet with anyone, talk to anyone. So Mm -hmm. I went and met with him and he said they were hiring a freelance social person for their new podcast that they launched called start here. It's kind of like a daily that the New York times does like Mm -hmm. a rundown of the news. So I interviewed for that. He emailed me like three weeks later and he was like, Hey, um, we gave the job to someone else. And I was like, bum, I was super bummed. And he was like, but I really liked you. So if you ever see anything else at ABC that like is interesting to you, feel free to shoot me an email. And I'm like, okay. So then two weeks later, this GMA job comes up and I almost didn't even apply for it. Cause I was like, how many people are going to apply for this job? Like I'm sure a million. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm going to apply. I emailed him and was like, Hey, remember two weeks ago when you said you'd do me a favor? Um, <laughs> it's time, buddy. It's time. Yeah, it's, it's time. time. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, I got an interview, which, um, I feel like is the hardest part sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting the job and I started, it took me three and a half months to get a job once I got up here. And then once, Oh, this is the best part that I skipped. Once my cat sitting time was up, I went and lived with my cousin and her family and shared a bunk bed with her 10 year old daughter for two months. It's amazing. Oh wow. my God, really long soggy over. It's a very New York story, I feel like. Oh, so yeah, weird. like living on couches for months yeah. at a time. Absolutely. Yes. If you don't have humble beginnings, did you even move to New York City? Like, exactly. I'm like, I don't just... trust anyone who moves here and has a job and a roommate lined up. Like, no, absolutely not. Suffer, if you didn't like, sleep in a sketchy apartment <laughs> for at least a month, you didn't do it right. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my goodness. I <laughs> no, love that. Yeah, that's a great story. So uh, tell me if I have this right, but your official job title at GMA is social media producer, right? Is that, do I have that right? 
Yes, that's correct. Amazing. Okay, so obviously, I'm sure you're doing a lot of social media work. But what does sort of a typical day look like for you at work? Are you going out getting stories? Are you kind of on your computer all day? Are you in the studio? What does it look like for you? And I'm, I'm sure it's also different post COVID. But um, what is what is your typical day like? Yeah, so I guess I'll do pre-COVID. Um, Post-COVID, I have been working from home for the most mm-hmm. part, unless there's like a big shoot or something that mm-hmm. I get to go on or like a big concert um, now that we're starting to do those again. Uh, yeah. But I've mostly been working from home and we're supposed to go back to the studio in January. I'm very excited. Yay! Um, but pre-COVID, it was kind of like a mix of a bunch of different things. I'm on a team with two other girls and we do rotations. So mm. one week I'm doing Facebook and Twitter. I'm live tweeting the show while it's happening. Um, mm. And then for the rest of the day, I'm making sure content is scheduled out on Facebook and Twitter. The next rotation I'm doing Instagram. So that's when like, you know, if guests come to the show, I would like get videos with them, get pictures with them. That's when mm-hmm. you kind of get to like rub elbows with the like, celebs, hey. which is, which is super fun. And, mm-hmm. um, it's always exciting. And then, you know, just making sure content is up on Instagram. And I feel like even since I've started working in GMA, Instagram's changed so much with mm-hmm. reels and, um, you know, things like that. It's, it's just trying to keep up with the platform basically. Yeah. And then, um, one so we'd have two weeks in studio and then we'd actually get a week off and the week off we were basically on like digital reporting duties so that's when i like write stories for goodmorningamerica.com abcnews.com do interviews uh things like that and then now to that rotation too we've also added tiktok since tiktok is now so huge of course um so i'm excited to get back into the studio and do some fun tiktoks because um I think that'll be like really fun. That wasn't really a huge thing uh, pre-COVID for us. Um, So I'm excited to do that. So yeah, it's kind of a mix of everything, which I really like because I feel like some other jobs I looked at when I first moved here were like, you're just going to do Twitter or like you're just going to do Instagram or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I like what appealed to me about this job is you get to do a little bit of everything and at my job in local news, I did a little bit of everything too, mainly because we like had zero resources. And I like had it's just me. Stuff. Um, but it's great. Like I, I love it and it's something new every day. And, and so it's really exciting. Yeah, that is nice. And it's nice that you get to kind of like keep up with the, the trends too. Like you're doing TikToks now. You get to kind of yeah. really weave yourself into social media as it is. evolving all the time I feel like every day there's like something new happening on like Twitter or Instagram and I'm like I just got used to the other thing I know and like in a way that's like why I really love social media is you I feel like it always keeps you on your toes like you're Mm -hmm. never going to be an expert in social media because it's always evolving and always changing for sure and I always like to learn and like I'm a continual learner I feel like so doing social is always fun for me I'm like what's going to happen next yeah (laughs) Absolutely. And it feels like there's so much to learn about social media because like people know the basics of Twitter, but there's a lot more to it with like algorithms and all that when it comes to like working in social media, I feel like. I'm sure yeah. that's like a like lot. Like analytics. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't sign up to do math. Like why? <laughs> I didn't know that was part of the job. <laughs> that's oh not, I didn't take that in college. We always laugh like during elections. We're like, 
we're not supposed to be doing math. Like I can't yeah. have all these numbers together. I can't no. do this. Like I want to be accurate, but it's, uh, I don't know. yeah. So like, check me, please. Math checker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's so funny. Do you have a favorite guest that you've met on GMA so far? Oh my gosh. So I tell people like pretty much everyone I've encountered has been pretty pleasant. And oh, that's good. And if they haven't, I like kind of don't blame them because I'm like, okay, you know, they've been on a media tour for probably weeks. It's seven in the morning they're in full makeup so who knows when they had to wake up like they're probably exhausted um I always say the nicest person I met was Hugh Jackman he's he's just like such a nice guy and um but yeah like every everyone I've it's funny because you just like have random stories about people like um we have Shark Tank on ABC so like a lot Mm -hmm. of the sharks always come in and um, Mark Cuban and Robert came in once and they were super fun. And Mark was like, do you want a boomerang of us doing this? And I kept being like, you're a better social producer than I am. You're like, like, sure. Okay. Yeah. I was like, thank you so much. But yeah, I, I feel like for the most part, I haven't had like a horrific experience with anyone, but people always want to know that too. They're like, who's the meanest. And I'm like, you're like, nobody's perfect at seven in the morning. Yeah, I'm like, you know, they're probably tired. Like, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I yeah. put myself in their shoes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a list of people I want to ask you if you've met. Have you met Taylor Swift? I did. She did do a concert for us in Central Park, but I didn't meet her. Like, she was oh, on stage and off stage, but just being that close to her was amazing. Oh my gosh, literally, I would just cry, honestly. I'm a just huge Swiftie, so we can just- we, should, we should totally compare notes there. Wait, what about Reese Witherspoon? She's one of our heroes on the podcast. We do love Reese. Um, again, Reese was on the show. I didn't like meet her per se, but they actually did a really fun show um, when the morning show was premiering with her and Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. And like the second hour, they put like them on the anchor desk and had them reading the stuff. And it was oh, super cute. So I was in studio for that. And that was great. Big fans. Yeah, she's, she's adorable. We do love Reese. We are big Reese fans on the show. <laughs> Speaking of Reese, a perfect, and the morning show, a perfect segue to the next question. That was great. Um, so I do feel like a lot of people kind of get the vibes of like how a morning show works from shows like the morning show and from movies like like bombshell like things that have come out kind of recently in the wake of kind of the me too movement and kind of putting a spotlight on specifically women working in these like media environments um so what do you think it means specifically for you or just in general uh to be a woman working in the news business in the present day versus what it might have meant a couple of years ago and like how do you think that women are or are going to make kind of positive changes in that kind of environment where it feels like, you know, men have been on the air far more than women have. And women are kind of really trying, really starting to push their way into the forefront of that. Yeah. I feel like with news in general, there has been kind of like a shift in, Mm -hmm. in recent years um, with not only like women, but, you know, all different types of people like, Mm -hmm you know, minorities and, and people really, really making an emphasis on getting their stories told more Mm -hmm. than they were. Um, and so I feel like it is really important in any type of newsroom to have 
people of all different backgrounds, all different races, genders, religions, things like that to effectively like tell the best stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's something that like every news network has been grappling with in the past couple years. Um, And just like for me personally, like the woman thing, I I'm just like I throughout my career, I've been really fortunate to work with like some really amazing women. Um, my news director in Orlando was a woman. Um, the EP of our show now is a woman and they're, they're all really incredible and really great role models. And so, um, you know, I think that we always try to bring a human perspective to every story and the more diversity of humans you have, the better story you're going to tell in, in any aspect of news. So I feel like that has been, you know, a huge thing and, hopefully something that keeps getting better and better, better and better, (laughs) um, for years to come. So. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely, I definitely would agree. It feels like there's been a shift just from like, you know, the viewer's perspective of like getting more of the all encompassing stories right into the, into the forefront. I would definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. I bet that was so weird though to like, have you watched the morning show? I have, yeah. And people are always like, how realistic is I, it? I bet. Like, and I am like so weird to watch it and be like, this is my job, but also it's like a very fictionalized yeah. version of it. So Yeah, it's like a very dramatic version. I'm like, really? Oh, We're just like eating muffins and like... <laughs> <laughs> We're just chilling. It's not, it's not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's like breaking news, obviously. It gets right. a little chaotic, but, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a little more chill behind the scenes. I'm and sure, I'm sure. Than- They've got There's a bit of drama. I feel like having that much drama like in your real life would be a little too much. That'd be exhausting. Yeah. Very toxic work environment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that entire show, I'm like, are any of you like good people or do all of you just like abuse your coworkers? Like I actually <laughs> saw this. Um I was listening to this other podcast that I love, Lost Culturistas. I don't know if you guys listen to it. It's hilarious. And they're like, the morning show is literally like they told an eighth grade class to come up with the plot of a show and draw things out of a hat. And then like that stuff happens in the episode. Like it's so insane sometimes. I'm like, yeah. That's that is true. Fair. Yeah. It's just like one thing after another. That's so funny though. We had to, we, we had to ask, you know, if there was any, any truth to it at all, but yeah, of uh, course. I love it. Well, speaking of other podcasts, that was a good segue too. You have your own podcast called Never Let Go, right? All about nostalgia and pop culture, which are pretty much two of our favorite things. And I feel like things that we talk about a lot on our podcast. Um, so what sort of inspired you to start that and maybe tell us a little bit more about it? Definitely like plug it, you know, and give us a little, a little plug about your podcast. Oh my God. I will totally plug away. Thank you. Um, (laughs) yeah. yeah, So (laughs) my really good friend, Sydney, who works at CBS news, um, she's amazing. And she, um, was working at this company and she pitched a pop culture podcast to them. And she said they, they didn't really go for it. And she was upset. And then she like later moved on in her career and we were at dinner and we we're talking and she's like, you know, I was just so bummed. They didn't like pick up that uh, podcast idea because it's like my dream to host a pop culture podcast. Like I, I would love to do that. And I was like, Sydney, like you can host a pop culture podcast. Like I will host it with you. We're yeah. both media people. Like how hard can it be? Right. Yeah. And so she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, of course. So 
at first we were just going to do like pop culture, like news of the day, pop culture. But I feel like there's so many po- like great podcasts like that out there uh, that we were like, I don't know, we, we'd have to find like an angle or like how could we compete or whatever. And then we were like, what if we did nostalgic pop culture? Because I felt like during COVID, like everyone was just jonesing for nostalgia, like when the mm-hmm. world was not on fire so (laughs) we were like why don't we revisit our childhood and like every week do something fun and have like a deep you know analysis of yeah of like something from our past so we started doing it I think we've done 15 episodes and we're just like having a blast it's been so fun um and it's just like a fun little passion project you know but it's fun too it's funny though like we started it in COVID in like January and like I'm sure you guys know in New York, like you couldn't do anything. You you could go like eat in the snow or you could sit in your apartment. Like those were really your only yeah. options. Mm-hmm. And so we had all the time in the world on our hands. <clears throat> and now that the world's picking up, we're like, okay, we need to like actually set aside time to do the podcast. It needs mm-hmm. to be a thing. I'm sure you guys are the same way. Yeah. Um, Scheduling is harder now. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I actually have plans that night. So I can't yeah. do something yeah. as oh, opposed I have, to, I never have to plans. Yeah. But um, we have so much fun and, you know, we have a whole list of topics we want to talk about. We've done fun episodes. We did like a in sync versus Backstreet Boys debate format episode, which was fun. You know, we have strong opinions on this. I haven't listened to that one. So did you guys like decide a winner? So we we both argued our case for our boy bands. Okay. I was a BSB girl. Oh, you were in the right <gasps> Thank place. Goodness. Okay. Oh my god! I got Thank so god. I got I got so nervous that I was about to have to be like, "Well, that's all the time we have for yeah, today." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I was Backstreet Boys all the way, and then Sammy was arguing in sync, which like Mm-mm. you know I liked in sync, but like it, they're no sure. Backstreet Boys. They're no Backstreet Boys. Listen, I tell people all the time, they're like, NSYNC was more popular at the time. I say, listen, literally NSYNC was created as a copycat band to compete directly with the Backstreet Boys by their corrupt manager who ended up going to prison and like dying in prison or something. Like, that's literally the story. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I guess they were good and popular at the time. But first of all, who's still touring and successful? And second of all, they were just a copycat. Like, that's all they're doing is like trying to copy the Backstreet Boys, so. I know, and Sydney tried to be like, "Well, aren't they still touring? Because like none of them have anything else going on." I'm like, "No, no. they're dedicated to the band, unlike exactly. someone else who got too big of an ego mm-hmm. and would never even perform with Insync now." But yep. I'm not going to name names, not to no. name any names, not We're to not. call anybody out. But, mm-hmm. but we're not fans of that mm-hmm. person on this podcast either. So whatever. Sure. I'm very passionate about it. So we we did like five different debate categories. It was like style like music videos, performances, songs, and oh, overall hotness. And so, wow. you know, I mean, we each got to argue our case. It was super fun. The Backstreet Boys have aged wonderfully. So well. Kevin, are you kidding me? My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> Kevin. I was always a Kevin girl. I love See, Kevin. I, love, I love AJ personally, and I think he's doing great. Very AJ great. had not like he had a glow up like he keeps he glowing glow up. up yeah right. more really and more does. it's only he up really from does. here my first love was nick carter well peter pan and then nick carter but <laughs> as i got a little bit obviously duh as I, got a little, was actually- <laughs> yeah, as I got a little bit older i became like such a brian girl i was like that jawline like i can't 
Brian used to live in my hometown and I saw him once at an Outback Steakhouse. In wow. High school. And it was life changing for me at the time. I was like 15. You're like, this did is you, too much. Did you talk to him? Um, no, I was way too nervous. My friend was the Obviously. hostess there and we just like giggled the whole time. And yeah. then he of like course. ate with his family and we were like, oh my God. He was um, like staring so at him. Bother him. He's eating a blue I onion. Will, I will say too, since we're talking about GMA, the Backstreet Boys came on GMA before their like, it must have been 2019 before their 2019 album dropped. It was. They performed. They were all the nicest people you'd ever met. And they were such pros. They were so great. And even like Michael at the end of, end of the show was like, I've known you guys for over 20 years. You've always been the nicest people, the most humble people. Like we love having you every time. They were amazing. And so it just made my love for them even stronger. That, that is so good. Yeah. Just knowing that they're like good, decent boys. Oh, they I are boys. I knew that they came then because fun anecdote. I have never like staged door GMA in my life. But when I heard the Backstreet Boys were going to be there, I was like, I should go fu- like there's got to be a stage door. Like I should just go and like wait for them and be like, wow. And <laughs> I was so tired the day it was raining. I remember it was like pouring yeah. rain that morning. And I think I had gotten up really early the day before for an audition. And so like an idiot, I was like, well, like. I don't know, like, what time are they really going to come out? Maybe. And so I, like, slept in a little bit longer and then, like, literally trudged through the rain with my umbrella to go. And there was no one at the stage door when I got there. And I was like, oh, maybe just no one likes them anymore. No one's dedicated (laughs) to stand in the rain. Like, yeah, that's what I told myself. And then the little security guy came out. He's like, who are you waiting for? I was like, the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) And he was like, they left, like, an hour ago. I was like, no. And I was like, well, that's. literally serves me right like I just like snooze my alarm too long sleep is important though so (sighs) so important it's okay wow that was such a fun um I didn't mean to get us get us off on that tangent oh I will go off on a Backstreet Boys tangent anytime that was fantastic I'm so glad we could bond over that um okay I'm gonna ask one more and then I'll let Lauren ask her her go-to question before we move on I just I really got us off track there I'm sorry (laughs) um so you've talked about clearly several lovely and wonderful celebrity encounters at GMA but I know it sounds like you also get to cover like events and concerts like you said and things like that have you had sort of a favorite event or maybe like a favorite story that you've covered uh in your time at GMA yeah um I'm thinking events I well I got to do that Taylor Swift concert in Central Park um before her release of Lover so that was amazing the park was incredible I feel like um Anytime we have BTS on the show, the K-pop band, it's oh, yeah. always so nuts. Like their fans are so they're dedicated. Wild. And so it's always fun when they're on the show. Like they'll just like pack Times Square. We did a concert in Central Park with them and people were like sleeping there for like four nights. Oh, um gosh. it was it was crazy. So it's always fun when they come on the show. And then um post-COVID, I got to go up to the edge in Hudson Yards and Jennifer Hudson did like a performance there of Aretha Franklin. It was like Aretha Franklin medley for the release of respect. So we were like the only people up on the edge and she did this performance. It was incredible. I love Jennifer Hudson. So, um, I, I was like in heaven. Um, it was great. Actually, my, my coworker, my boss was like, do you want to like, who wants to work this concert? 
and I was out to lunch and didn't see the slack. And my coworker was like, oh, I'll do it. And I texted her and was like, I will trade you anything to go. And she was like, I oh, girl, I didn't you. even like really want to go. I just, no one else was volunteering. I was like, okay, I'm going. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. So oh she gave gosh. it to me, very graciously gave it to me. So, um, oh, what about? Yeah. What a pal indeed. So yeah, but like, uh, story-wise I have written probably, I'm trying to think like, I think like 200 stories now for ABC and GMA and they kind of range. Like I, I cover a lot of good news pieces, but then I have pitched like more serious pieces. Um, the ones I'm most proud of, I, I did a video on like the U S immigration system. Like Mm. I, I was, it was before the election, it was 2019. And I was like, I feel like so many people say, you know, if people just want to come to this country, like, why don't they just do it legally? But I'm like, I don't think anyone really knows like the process, the immigration process or like what it takes to like become a citizen. And I kind of just wanted to break it down for people in a simple way. Mm -hmm. Um, It turns out it's literally the most complicated thing on earth. And I did a year, literally a year of research on it. And uh, I condensed it into like an eight minute video. Um, We did with like an animation studio. And I I was really proud of that. Um, I'm trying to think this year I interviewed, um, I did like three part interview with a survivor of the Pulse nightclub shooting. because this year was the five-year anniversary. And I said before I, I covered that in Orlando. So kind of has like special place in my heart. So I um, interviewed one of the survivors and actually her friend that she went with was killed at Pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up marrying her friend's brother. Like they like found love oh. through grief. And it was like this really beautiful story. And and she was amazing, like such an amazing woman. So I loved um, doing that piece. And then um, I'm trying to think. I, I also did a piece that I was super proud of. Um, one of my good friends in college, like lost her twin sister. She mm. was shot and killed while we were in college. And um, she started this blog for grief, like grievers, fellow grievers. Mm. And so I was able to interview her about what happened to her and like her tips for people who are grieving and people who love someone who's grieving and how to like help them, mm-hmm. um, with grief and stuff like that. But so those are like some more, I, those are all like kind of serious pieces. Um, but I've done like so many fun, lighthearted pieces. Like I've interviewed, I just interviewed like a grandma who went viral on TikTok for like her dancing. I've interviewed, um, I'm trying to think like, I've done so many fun things too. I interviewed a llama on zoom once. Like it was this guy who Stop. like at the start of the pandemic was offering like zoom tours of his farm for companies to make money <laughs> since people weren't coming out. So like he walked around and showed me all the animals and I got to like meet them. So I've done like plenty of fun stories too. And, um, every, you know, I always say this and I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I, I mean it like, every time I talk to someone, no matter what the story matter is like big or small, it really is such like an honor that they are trusting me to tell their story. And so I just, I just take every interview so seriously. Cause I'm like, you know, whether this is like the funniest thing that ever happened to them or like one of the most serious things that ever happened to them, like it's up to me to tell it right and make sure Mm -hmm. they like it. And so, um, you know, I, I just, I love doing that. And then there's not, there's no better feeling than them messaging you after and being like, I love it. Thank you so much. And, Mm. uh, knowing that you like did them justice. So that's, uh, I'm proud of that too. Sorry. I feel like I'm talking so much. (laughs) 
good. That's what we want. It's great. great. We're always happy to listen. The only time we feel bad is when like we keep someone forever and we're like, we're sorry we kept you so long. Oh no. We're happy to to, I was gonna say we're we're always happy to hear people talk and it's always great to have like more material, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And it's cool that you get to cover so much stuff too like the real gamut of human emotion if you will yeah yeah yeah, it's awesome and i will say that about my team like they really kind of let you pitch all sorts of things and Mm -hmm. so it really is awesome if you have an idea and you pitch it more than likely you'll get to write about it and or do something cool with it so um, talk to a llama on zoom that's yeah that was great Oh my God. Great. We love Loman. <laughs> Very good. Well, our last, like, you know, in-depth question. Uh, we asked this at the end of pretty much every interview because we think it's very important. Um, do you have, what is your best piece of advice that you can give to anyone who is looking to get into either like the social media industry, the news industry? What's the best uh, kind of tip that you can give them to get started, to kind of work their way in? Um, I'm trying to think of like one piece of advice. I feel like I have so many. I would... I would say building relationships is so important in this Mm -hmm. industry. And Mm -hmm. I would just try, if you're trying to break into news or if you're in college or you just graduated college, try to get like an internship or try to call someone who's in the news industry, meet them for coffee. You're, you never know where your connections will bring you. Mm -hmm. And like, heart like maintaining those relationships is also really important i always try to keep in touch with people like not just when i need something but like in life you know Mm -hmm. like i i just went out to dinner yesterday with this girl who was my internship director at fox sports almost 10 years ago um who was in town like for her new job so it's just important to build relationships and Cause I think relationships go further than like any job board can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would also just say like, don't leave. How do I word this? It's like mm-hmm. an expression that I can't think of. Like don't leave any leaf unturned or like, I don't think that's mm-hmm. an expression, stone but like. Stone unturned? <laughs> stone unturned. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, leave, yeah, also true. <laughs> or a leaf, a it's leaf or a stone, or That's a very... tree, or whatever. Oh That's my nature. God. Fitting uh, for the time of year because it's fall, leaves. Yeah, I was October. just feeling very folly, you know. Such fall, fall vibes. <laughs> um, but like, you just never know where something could lead you to. Like, you know, if my my cousin could have been like, "Hey, I have this." friend that works at ABC audio. Do you want to meet with him? And I was like, no, I don't want to do audio. Like then I would have never met him. Then Mm. I would have never gotten connected to ABC. Just like try to meet people and learn as much as you can, because you never know what connection or something you learn could bring you. Mm -hmm. And I always say too, like, it's better to know everything so that when someone interviews you, like, don't like, don't give someone an, an excuse not to hire you, like learn all the stuff and be yeah. like, oh yeah, I actually done that. Or I met someone who did that. So I know about that. Um, it's, it's very important. And so, but yeah, I'd say relationships, definitely network. And, and this is important too. I know sometimes people don't want to network because they feel like a pain and they mm-hmm. don't want to bother people. And what I have to say to that is the worst they can say is no. And then you're back to where you started. Mm -hmm. But the best they can say is yes. And you will be shocked how many people 
will help you out. People that don't even know you. Like I know whenever someone messages me on LinkedIn or what or whatnot and says, can I pick your brain for 30 minutes on the phone? Even if I don't know them, I do it because so many people did it for me. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like, just put yourself out there and don't be scared of rejection, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. <laughs> That's a good one. Like, those leaves. Yeah. 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 Turn a leaf. Um, yeah, I crammed like 40 pieces of advice in the one advice, but that's great. That's perfect. That's the best kind of advice. Good. That's all the info they need. Now yeah, exactly. I hope you're taking notes. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Um, so now it is time for our next section of the interview, our rapid ish fire. We, we added the ish because most people panicked when they heard rapid fire <laughs> and we did not want to We're panic like, anyone. Not We're not tiny. I like you. the ish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ish. It's all, all kind of, uh, in flux here. Um, but we ask all of our guests, since obviously this is the leading lady club, we want to know what does being a leading lady mean to you, whether that's in your life or in your career, what does it mean to you to be a leading lady? Um, I feel like being a leading lady is it's being like very confident in yourself. And I feel like it's also helping other people in, in any way you can. Like, I feel like a leading lady is someone who like is at a party and sees someone in the corner standing alone and like goes up and talks to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who you know, is not only like confident in themselves, but can like bring out the best in other people. And I try to do that whenever I can. And I just feel like, you know, like it's better to be kind than cool. And so always try to do that, I guess. <laughs> better to be kind than cool. I agree. Um, all right. So knowing that that is your definition of a leading lady, who are some of the leading ladies in your life? And they can be, people always ask, like, are they people I know or, you know, people I am inspired by? And it can be either. It can be people you maybe don't know, but look up to or, or people that are directly in your life. But who are some of those leading ladies for you? Yeah. Um, I know it's cliche and probably everyone says this, but my mom, yeah. I, I love my mom. We love moms. Yeah. Like who, who doesn't, but, um, she's so wonderful. I feel like she always does her best to include everyone. And I just like love the way she raised me. And I just like love her forever. Love you, mom. Um, I'm trying to think like, I like obviously working at GMA, like I, I'm on set with Robin Roberts. She's a huge inspiration and like such a trailblazer in the industry. And she's one of those people who like knows everyone on set by name. She creates Mm. such an amazing culture at the show. And like, you know, I'm sure not every show is like that, but ours is because I think in large part due to Robin, because she is so respectful of everyone, whether you are sitting right next to her on the desk or you're doing social media or you're a cameraman um, she knows you and respects you. And so, um, and she's just amazing. Like, I feel like when she walks in a room, you're just like, Oh my God, like she has such a presence to her. Um, yeah. So I would definitely say her and, you know, I, like I mentioned this earlier, but I have been like really lucky throughout my career to work with a lot of really amazing women. And I look up to like women I've worked with, whether they were like higher up than me. I had like three girls on my web team in Orlando who were my peers technically, but they were incredible. Like I learned so much from them. They were like some of the best journalists I know. Um, And, you know, technically we were like this, the same position and same age, but 
I, I look up to them and I, they, I feel like they welcomed me when like I was in a corner, you know, they came up and talked to me. So they're like my leading ladies for sure. And then Mm. people too, like I had this intern in Orlando who was incredible and like, she had the best work ethic. She was so smart. She created opportunities for herself and I like really love her. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm your boss, but like, I look up to you, like you're amazing, you know? So Mm. I feel like you can find inspiration from anyone, whether it be like, you know, the, your boss or the star of the show or like, you know, your own intern or like your peers around you. So, um, yeah, lots of leading ladies out there. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) Um, all right. This is, this is a little silly, but it's my favorite question on the podcast to ask everyone. And I think it actually says a lot about, like, we learn a lot about someone from this one. Um, I know you're, I'm being so nervous. Um, all right. If you could have a dinner party, throw a dinner party, I guess I should say, and invite three people living or dead, oh, who would you invite? <laughs> that's everyone's reaction. To Literally like, oh, crap. everyone reacts like that. It's I, so overwhelming. And I, I feel know. like I thought of this question so much to be like, this is who, but I never know. It's so hard. Um, oh God. I really have to think about this. Like, I don't want to keep you guys here all night. <laughs> Um, I would probably, uh, dead or alive, dead or alive. Oh my God. <laughs> Just repeat dead or alive. Dead or alive. <laughs> I'm going to sing Bon Jovi Bon Jovi. Dead or alive. Oh my God. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I'm really trying to think. Um, I feel like I would love, um, I like really love, it does it have to be women or can it be men? No, it can be anyone. One of mine is a man. Okay, I would like love to have dinner with um, John Stewart. Like, I just find him so intriguing, and I like loved when he did The Daily Show, and so I would love to sit down with him. I feel like that would be amazing. Um, I I'm trying to think of who else I really love. Oh, I I like really really love Mindy Kaling. I would love to have a meal with her. So much fun at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. My my friend got to interview her once and she was like, she's everything you thought she'd be in more. She was amazing. And she showed her pictures of her daughter on her phone, wow. which she doesn't show anyone. That's what no, that's very special. I was like, I am shaken to my core. Truly. <laughs> um, I'm also so jealous. Yeah, I couldn't be more jealous. Um, wow. So I'd say her. And then I'm trying to think of someone dead because I can't have two alive or like all alive people. Yeah, okay. obviously. <laughs> There's no rules. It just has to be three. I know. Oh, I'm trying to like think of history. Like one will make me sound smart. <laughs> it's okay. I originally had Amelia Earhart in my three and then I booted her out for Taylor Swift. So you can't sound any less smart or cool than that. <laughs> You're like, um, actually, Amelia, I don't, I don't I'm really know. So what sorry. I really would love anymore. to know what happened to you, but I was like, you're a really cool historical figure and like obviously made lots of strides for women, but like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Well, also made lots of strides for women. So well, okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. We're not comparing women here. No, we're not comparing women. <laughs> Okay, you're right. You're right. All women Thanks. are important. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, I like really love Aretha Franklin. I always have, nice. and so I'd maybe say her. I would love to like meet her and like hear about her life. And I just saw that movie Aretha with Jennifer Hudson, and it was so amazing. But I, Aretha was like one of you know those like 
people that your parents play in the car and you yeah. like grow up listening to them. My mm-hmm. mom and dad always played her CD and I've just like always been obsessed with her. So I would like love to sit down with her. I feel like that'd be fun. That's wow. Really that cool is one. an excellent dinner party. Yeah. Wow. It'd be I, interesting. An interesting mix of people. A very interesting mix of people. <laughs> but I think it would be very, very fun. I feel yeah. like John yeah. would be like the delegator of the conversation. And then yeah, for sure. I could kind of lean on him. Yeah. And but like, you know, I think Mindy would be really good. I think she'd really hold her own. Yeah. And so reason, yeah. just I mean, just the fact that she's there. It's just I know. I would just like bask in her glory, I guess. Oh Absolutely. Maybe she would even entertain everyone after dinner. Um, A dream. Can you imagine? (laughs) Um, All right. This one might be kind of similar, actually, based on the answers you just gave, but that's okay. If you could do a story or maybe cover an event with any celebrity on any topic, what would it be? Slash, I guess, who slash what it would be. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like I have to say Taylor Swift. Obviously. Like, if I could do, like, a profile on Taylor Swift... Can that would imagine? be a dream. Like a real in-depth, like... Yeah, like, I, like, follow her around for three days and, like, mm. really, like, write about her day-to-day. Like, yeah. that would be sick. Could I would love that. But then I'd be so... I'd almost be so terrified that she wouldn't like the piece that I would, like, make myself throw up. Like, I'd be so nervous. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. That is it has to be perfect, pressure. but what if it's not? That's I just love her and I think she's like the greatest lyrical genius of our time. Oh and my gosh. I would love to pick her brain about how she even comes up with this stuff. Yeah. Same. Wow. <laughs> if you ever get to do that, can you just like pretend that I'm like your maid or your like <laughs> assistant or something? Like just call me and be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, I need my phone to record. It's like you on yeah. FaceTime. <laughs> Oh my God. They're like, who is that? It's like, it's just my background. It's fine. It, it's part of the recording service. They have a real person. Yeah. The, re- the recording just starts good. weeping. <laughs> You're like, oh, don't mind that. It's fine. It's fine. It's oh fine. my gosh. Wow. Love that. Shout out to Taylor. Um, all right. So the very last uh, portion of our interview is always our BuzzFeed quiz. We Yay. love to find a quiz sort of based on our guest personality or most times their job or career uh so let's see i'm gonna put it in the chat so everyone can see it well not everyone at home obviously but um uh, everyone in this zoom so <laughs> this audio medium they don't get to read things it's true unfortunately not but if you would like you can click along or follow along but also i will click your answers so no pressure and okay. the name of the quiz i thought this would be fun for social media uh pretend you're an influencer and we'll reveal whether or not you'll get canceled because- oh my god okay how about I'm- <laughs> so good luck i just thought this might be kind of fun social media you know cancel culture news yeah it all kind of seemed like it fit and it would be a little like light and funny um so i will read the questions lauren will read the answer choices and we'll find out if you survive or if you get canceled (laughs) oh my gosh all right here we go so first off choose a platform either twitch instagram tiktok or youtube I have to say, I've been very into TikTok lately, so I'm going to pick TikTok. It's hard not to get sucked in, you know? Yeah, it's part of my, like, nightly routine now is, like, I lay in bed and watch TikToks for, like, half an hour. Did you ever see that TikTok? And it was, like, my nightly routine is I watch TikToks with the lights on and then TikToks with the lights off. And they're totally different things, and I need to do them both. I was like, that is me. That is true. The vibes (laughs) are very different, and both of them have to happen 100%. 
That is a mood. Um, all right, choose what type of influencer you are. Ooh, either a makeup artist, a blogger, comedy, fashion, art, lifestyle, a model, or a foodie. I mean, definitely a model. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> um, I would probably, out of these eight, say comedy would be my strong suit. Nice. Love. That's fun. All right. Choose an influencer to collab with. Either Charlie D'Amelio, Jeffree Star, Jenna Marbles, Gabby Hanna, Corpse Husband, Brittany Broski, Brittany Broski, James Charles, Kian and JC, Tommy Indit, and or Safia Nygaard. So some oh of these guys, I know like. <laughs> Actually, I know four of these people, so I'm proud of myself. That's better than me. I was like, I'm glad Lauren's reading these because I don't even know how to say half of these. (laughs) Um, I'm going to pick Jenna Marbles because I feel like she was like the original influencer for my generation. Yeah. Mm. She's very big on YouTube for, oh, miss her. Mm -hmm. All right. Now the fun stuff. (laughs) Choose a scandal. Either you promoted the wrong brand Past controversial tweets resurfaced, your makeup line was defective, or you got caught partying during COVID. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I... Oh, also this says got caught partying, BuzzFeed. Oh, I see. I just read partying. Oh. I know. They need a proofreader. Spell check. Um, just kidding. I don't want to call them out. Um, <laughs> I am going to say promoted the wrong brand because I feel like that's something I would actually do if I was an influencer. I'd like tag Absolutely. the wrong company and it would be... Yeah, all hell, all hell would break loose. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be not good for your partnerships. <laughs> no. All right. Now, speaking of that, choose a brand deal. Who? Either Seat Geek, Sugar Bear Hair, Audible, Honey, Blue Apron, or Dollar Shave Club. The podcast classics. Mm. I'm going to pick Blue Apron because I think they'd send me free food and like yeah. I need all the help cooking I can get. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I'm going to do that. That's a good one. All right, now pick an influencer to have beef with. <laughs> Either Addison Ray, Bryce Hall, Laura Lee, Trisha Paytas, Jake Paul, Tana Mongo. I don't know how to say her last name. I don't know. Alex Warren, Toddy Westbrook, Jacqueline Hill, or Rice Gum. Like who are Rice these people? Gum. I'm like I, I know like I know less of these than I did of the other. Yeah, ones. I think I know I two know. of them. Well, I know Addison Ray. I don't want to beef with her. I thought she was very cute in that movie, even though she got some flack for it. But I thought she did a good job. Um, I'm gonna pick Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah. I I'll Jake gladly Paul. have beef with him. I was gonna say yeah. I feel like no he one really, him. really likes him. <laughs> All right, last one. Finally, choose a staple for your apology video. <laughs> This is my favorite Either one. Fake crying, reading off paper, avoiding the topic, passing the blame, a low quality video, or looking away from the camera. Honestly, this is amazing. Oh, man. That's so funny. I feel like um, looking away from the camera, I feel like I'd be so ashamed mm. that I couldn't look my viewers in the eye. They didn't have the uh, special notes app apology option either. I was just about to say. I know. I could do a screenshot of a notes app. but That's hmm. that's one of my all-time favorite uh, celebrity apologies. (laughs) Um, All right. The results are in. And it says... No, congrats. You're an unproblematic queen. Yay. We love to see it. We love to see it. There's even a little gif of a girl like 
<laughs> cheesing like I am unproblematic. Oh my god, that's um, so exciting. Well that you made Love it. that for you. Should well I be an influencer done. now that I won't I think that means that you have to be an influencer now. Yeah. I think that's what that is. I'm pretty All sure star. that's yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Um, oh my goodness. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Shannon. We had so much fun. So much fun. Um, would you like to tell everyone where they can find, follow, and support you and your podcast? Oh yes. Um Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at Shan McClellan. It's S-H-A-N-N-M-C-L-E-L-L-A-N, if you got all that. <laughs> um, and you can follow my podcast at Never Let Go Pod. Amazing. And nice. yeah, I'm so... And you can follow at Good Morning America and yes. support my career. Of course. Do all of these uh, things. And we'll tag all of these accounts in our posts as well. So in case you missed any of that. <laughs> Yay. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. We really enjoyed chatting with you. I also learned that we have a lot of the same favorite things. So um, I think that that's very important is that we're, yeah, we're we'll have we to have, have an offline discussion. Absolutely. I am 100% uh, down for that. So <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much. This was really amazing. And again, I'm very honored. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Of course. We are so happy to have you here. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness. Another amazing leading lady. Where do we find these people, Lauren? I'm so glad that she did us the honor of coming on the podcast and then hello we found out that we're literally the same person and we love all the same things so yeah. well, you just... made a new friend. i anyway. hope so she's very cool i hope we get to hang for sure um but yeah she just had such a unique story and a unique take on things i loved how she kind of got into telling us about some of her favorite stories she's like written yeah, totally and done right. because i wasn't even really aware um, I, I kind of learned just from researching for the interview, but, you know, when you think someone runs social media or they're a social media producer, you don't really think of them doing kind of like serious, like journalism stories and like interviews mm -hmm. necessarily. You think of them doing, you know, Instagram and doing stories and posts. And um, so I think it's pretty cool that she gets to kind of do both sides of that and do the sort of yeah. fun, upbeat TikTok dances and whatnot, and then also gets to do the kind of serious um, interviewing and writing, which is really neat. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to Shannon. She's the best and we're so excited that she joined us. So definitely go follow her and her podcast and Good Morning America so you can support her career and encourage her in what she does. All right, Lauren. Well, let's listen to you talk for a minute. Will you tell everyone where they can find, follow, and support us? You can follow us on Instagram at Leading Lady Club. You can also follow us on our website, leadingladyclub.com. All of our podcasts are posted there as well as anywhere else. You listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, others. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify and probably the other ones too. You can rate us five stars and leave us a review on Apple telling us how wonderful and beautiful we are and how much you like listening to us talk. And we hope you have a very great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful and safe Halloween. Yes. Make sure you eat your weight in candy. And Absolutely. And both ways before you cross the street, especially if you're in New York City. There we go. Good advice for everyone at home listening. All right, everyone. Happy Halloween. <laughs> and we will be right back here next Monday. See you in November. And uh, have a great rest of your Monday, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.
back on track. We have, yeah, have fun out of Vegas. I know this. I'm really just making my own life uh, miserable. 